0: Welcome to Electric Dreams, your regular podcast about electric vehicles, sustainable tech and news. Brought to you by the Yorkshire EV Club now with a new website. You can find us at yorkshireevclub.co.uk. Welcome to episode two. My name is Darren from the Yorkshire EV Club
1: and I'm sat here today with my good friend.
0: Hi there, I'm John. Um, Yes, I'm also part of the Yorkshire EV Club, although I do not drive an EV. Shock horror.
1: But the good thing is, in Yorkshire, we accept anyone, even dirty hybrid drivers.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. I, I drive a hybrid at the minute. It's just because I'm not ready yet. That's all it is. That's all it is. I, I am. I'm well in my mind, mind and soul are all in, in there, just yet to embrace it in the, uh, you know, in the physical aspect.
1: Well, we're happy to tell you, folks, we've got a really packed show for you today, so we're going to launch right into it. So, folks. You'll recall that in the last episode we talked about I had an upcoming visit to the uh, Electric Veh- Vehicle Festival in Gaydon
0: and I'm happy to say I had a great time there. Brilliant! I saw your photographs on um, on your Facebook. You sent you you sent me a picture while you were there with a leaning on um, Derek Trotter's uh, yellow. What is it? I can't wait. They call the three wheeler. Yeah, Robbie Reliant. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that was that an EV one or was that part of the? uh...
1: Well, as well as the EV (laughs) festival, there's there's the the British Motor Museum there, and for anyone that's not been, I would highly
0: highly recommend it. I've uh, I've I've seen it before. I'm aware the museum's there. I've driven past it once. I think I was on the way down to somewhere like High Wycombe or somewhere down south. But um but yeah, driving past it, um you see the signs on the motorway. And um I think the actual only pictures I've ever seen of it apart from the one you sent me was on um, it was on TV. Um, uh, I forget what it's called. It's a uh, car SOS. They had a a bunch of people that went down there, and I, I keep thinking I'd love to go down there one day. I'd love to go down there. Lo and behold, would you beat me to it? <laughs> it, it was fantastic. I mean, I, I was there with
1: the wife, Julie, and uh, we went around this museum. And I'll be honest, you got cars there from the eighteen nineties up to the present day, and it was if you like your, your cars, it was amazing.
0: How many electric ones? With, with, without, obviously, the, the whole EV festival, were there any electric ones yeah, in the, the museum?
1: You know what? They had a whole section, on a little section on electric vehicles. Uh, there was an I-Pace in there.
0: Oh, brilliant, as it should be.
1: And a little old Leyland electric car, a little cute little thing.
0: Ah, yeah. What was it Was it in the, in the last episode? Uh, I can't remember whether, whether we put that out on air or not. But yes, I was talking about there was a, a photograph. It looked like a, a little squashed car with a very sharp nose. It, That's exactly what it was. It was the electric car.
1: In fact, I'm going to give, give something away now. The year I was born, 1970, this car came out, the Crompton Leyland electric car.
0: Crompton Leyland Olenczka. I
1: mean, to my, to my eye, John, I mean, just this, again, appealing to older podcast listeners, sorry kids, uh, <laughs> this is, looks to me like a squashed Vauxhall Viva.
0: I was going to say exactly the same. I'm, I'm sure the front of it looks very Vauxhall-esque, but the back of it and the side, it just looks like, I don't know, it's, it's like someone's got a marshmallow, carved a car out of it and then squished it. <laughs> That's the only the only description I can give of it, to be fair, without, without uh, I don't know. Without being mildly insulting to it It's, but, it's a hideous looking car But, but it was a, It's electric It was a
1: rainy day And there was a canteen in there as well we, First thing me and Julie did Was get out of the rain And we had a wander around there For a good hour Hour and a half Can't recommend it highly enough You know Really say Go there See it So that was the first part of our day
0: Brilliant Brilliant uh, You talk about the first part What was your second part?
1: So then obviously Was the reason we went Was the EV festival Of
0: course And uh, I'm a bit like a kid
1: at a candy store to be honest with you <laughs> I, um, I just all those EVs it's just fantastic you had a whole row of BMW i3s
0: a whole, whole row of them. yeah
1: but all the there was lots of clubs there and um, they were all sort of um, got their own little marquees and there was an i3 club so you got all everyone was lining their cars up
0: oh uh, right I was about to say this wasn't just the world's biggest I, i3 i festival it was a yeah. full on EV yeah uh, but I don't know if oh, you
1: reme- remember us saying in the next ep- the last episode rather that um <clears throat> uh, we'd seen James and Kate looking at the, the MG
0: mm, yes yeah we saw the video didn't we
1: and I actually saw James down there <laughs> and he was stood by the, M- the MG and we had a good chat about it had a good look at it up close and personal and I was really impressed by that car
0: no, it's a shame. It's a shame I couldn't make it down there. I'll be honest with you. I think if I was uh, if I was at a loose end, I would have liked to have gone down there. It's a uh, it's a shame. I I feel a bit inadequate. I'm doing an EV podcast. <laughs> I don't own an EV, and I haven't been to the EV uh, the EV festival like yourself. I feel like I'm just just filling space here. But anyway, if that's the case, I apologize. <laughs>
1: Well, what what people don't know is that you're the technical consultant, and you're the you're the guy who puts us together and makes it sound as fantastic as it does.
0: Well, well, that's very kind of you. With help, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so as, yeah, as well as as well as
1: James, um, James and Kate, his wife, we, myself and Jules had a chat too. We met lots of people from the clubs. We had D Roberts and, and Peter. Uh, we saw Leanne and Neil, and lots and lots of other people. And I just want to say, you know, and the. There were Yorkshire E.V. Club members down there, there was Ed, and there was Paul and his wife. Great. you know Ian, obviously Ian Tattersall, co-founder of the club. We had a great day. You know, there was, there was Paul Middlecott again, who I mentioned last time, who put the whole thing on. He, uh, he did a really good job.
0: He's obviously done it justice then. The hype was worth it.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's so many cars, like I say, I just, I made some notes here, so I'm just going to read like from a script for a minute, but I saw Twizzies, i3's, a VWE Golf, VWE up, Nissan EMV200, Zoe's, a Renault Fluence, which is is a very rare EV, an older EV.
0: Yeah, do you know what, when I was first looking at, just talking about the Fluence, when I was first looking at EVs and, and, you know, seeing what was available and this kind of stuff, what I could buy, there was the Renault Fluence on there. For shame, I thought it was the newer one. And then you look at the picture and you think, oh, it's styled a bit like late 90s, early 2000s. And then it turns out that that's what it is. But it's weird how that that car's come along. And yet I'd never noticed it until now. It's it's strange, isn't it? Being an electric car, you'd think there'd be a lot of hype about it. But but it kind of just
1: snuck in, didn't it? They tended to release them and forget about them, really. It was like they were trying to tick a box. I think back in the day, weren't they?
0: Yeah. Although to be fair, talking about the Volkswagen now, I don't think there is any other car more suitable for a Yorkshire EV club. The VW EOP. EOP. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Coming from a southerner, I hope that's not as insulting as it might have seemed.
1: <laughs> but no, it, was, it was an impressive little car, and the guy, the guy said, you know, it's, uh, he paid quite a good whack for it. I'm not going to give that out on air, but he. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, not a cheap car and quite a small battery, but yeah,
0: lovely little drive, he says. It's a great car. As long as it's built like a typical VW, to be fair, I think you're going to get a good car. I mean, I've, I've owned, a, I've owned a, a VW and a Skoda in the past. You know, I think they're more or less the same cars with a different badge on, but even though, yes, well, for whatever reasons, I don't own those cars anymore, they were brilliantly built cars. They... The inside of the car was solid, and I think if you're going to get that in an EV, that's that's definitely a plus one, definitely.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, very, uh, very well built car. Yeah, I was impressed with it. So as well as you know all the clubs being there, and Paul Paul had a great idea. He did an award ceremony for some of the people there, and um, another person I met on the list of people that great friendly people I met was Craig Tong of the RZOc the, the Zoe Club. Oh yeah, um, he won an award for sort of achievements too.
0: I think yeah, I, I think that's well deserved. To be fair, yeah, the, you know, the
1: Electric Achievement Award. He, he, he runs that club. He's been a personally helpful to me with with the EV events. You know, great guy. Um, Best EV club went to Sussex EVs. All right, okay. Uh, and again, Neil, who runs that, he is you know, he's been really helpful to our club. Helped me when I was, you know, he's always helping anyway. And but I think what I'm getting at, really, name dropping all these, what I really mean is great sense of community. And that's what I took from the day. Um, was, everyone was really welcoming to Julie. Who's, you know, who's there? Being bored by EVs, you know. <laughs> so no, yeah, great time had by all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, a little bit of cross cross referencing to uh, to someone else's podcast. But it's um, um, just uh, uh everybody knows Martin Martin Lee's podcast. He's uh, you know, he's 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 a bigger radio man than I will ever uh, claim or, or hope to be. But um, but yeah, I think he's talking about the the fact that um, when EVs um you know when when they were rare there was a bit of the word he uses is camaraderie and although his question is his question of the week again i'm talking about him but his question of the week this week is is there still a big camaraderie amongst ev uh, drivers or is it just run of the mill i think it's still very much there but because i'm i'm not quite into the whole uh ev driving thing yet um it's the camaraderie that's driving me in so to speak if you know what i mean it's it's not a niche it's it's still quite a niche thing having an electric car but people know what it is now and it's yeah it's a community r- rather than a, a niche thing i'd say yeah i think like uh,
1: like the old remember the vw beetle meets Mm. it feels like that I it's, personally don't but well, yeah, I, I'm sure I, my dad would I wasn't really a, a big loner but what I'm getting at is you get all these people with this one interest together mm. and they'd have something to show off their cars or whatever and and it's the same here really it's the same kind of vibe for one yeah, of the I,
0: I guess everybody's got got a different reason to show off the same thing whether it be because they've just bought it or they've made some adjustments to it or it's one of a kind or maybe it's just wow look at this kind of thing
1: and I am really glad you mentioned Martin Lee because I wanted. He actually was kind enough to mention this this humble podcast. And you know, Martin's a sort of for me is the uh, the benchmark for all podcasts. You know, he, he teaches people how to do podcasts. And yeah, for him to give us a mention, Martin, thank you very much. That's really you, appreciated. Martin. So, I think I've, we've talked enough about the festival. It was it was a great festival. And um, if you want to catch up on it, people have been encouraged to upload their photos to at new technology y2 or the which is the twitter or the facebook which is at ev fest one so by all means have a look at that see what a great day and come along next year i think i might be wrong but i think it's around about the 20th of august next year it's planned for so keep an eye out for that definitely get that one on your calendar this section's all going to be about opinions I suppose we could almost change our name to EV Opinion however that name has already been taken by a cracking YouTube channel that I encourage you all to watch (laughs) and if you're listening from the future hello Ryan what I'd like to talk about is I'm going to swear now and apologize kids I'm going to swear I'm going to say a few words that might upset a few listeners but bear with us are you ready
0: Go on, Darren.
1: Toyota self-charging hybrid technology.
0: There's no such thing, Darren. No such
1: thing. That's what I'd like to talk about. Much like (laughs) uh, Robert Llewellyn this week, uh, who had a bit of a rant on talk radio, and rightly so, um, I'd like to have a little bit of a rant about Toyota. And this is nothing new. It's been going on for ages, but there might be people listening to this podcast who don't follow this. So I'd just... I'd like to touch on it because, you know, it's frustrating. And, yeah, we'd, like to, we'd just like to uh, see where we go with this. Go on, then.
0: So, What do you, you got?
1: Well, the way Toyota have <laughs> been marketing their, um, their mild hybrids, for, for want of a better term. Uh, hmm. The whole self-charging thing. I mean, this has happened to me, and there'll be other EV drivers out there screaming. And, you know, the mother-in-law came up to me. said, oh, what do you think of these new self-charging hybrids? And I have to stop myself from going into a full-on, full-blown rant over Sunday <laughs> dinner at mum-in-law's.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. No, I, I, can, I can understand. Um, y- you're going to be telling me next that this whole self-charging hybrid technology is exactly what's in my Honda Insight at the moment? Yes. So it's a petrol car? With a tiny little battery that you don't yeah. plug in. Yeah, exactly, yeah, like I've got, like a mild hybrid and it's charged exclusively
1: exclusively by petrol a petrol engine and you know when you see these adverts and you've got this cool customer and he's driving past all these old-fashioned cars and it, it's like a timeline that's going through all the time and uh, he's even there's an ev driver stood there looking at his watch because you do that don't you ev drivers you plug in and then you stand there looking at your watch don't you that's <laughs> you you all do that you all sit there you don't go for a coffee or or a wee or anything like that you just stand there looking at your watch and being very impatient that you've had to plug your car in you haven't reconciled to the fact that your ev you know is plugged in for a set amount of time <laughs> so you go and do something useful no you stand there looking at your watch or, or you see the other advert where they've got the uh, the cobwebs on the charging units. Yes, of course. Yeah, right. Um, I think the <laughs> point is, really, that they're trying to say, they're trying to suggest that theirs is the way forward. This older technology is the way forward. And quite frankly...
0: Yeah, it, it's... Yeah. It, it it's a, it's a bit rude isn't it really for a word but i mean it puts you into perspective though that the uh, the date on the back of the registration number of my mild hybrid is 2010 being that we're now 2019 this technology's already more than 9 years old being around a while i, I think it's
1: yeah. about 20 years old really some of the early hybrids Hmm. You know, there were thereabouts, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I can't remember when the original Honda Insight was out. I drive a a, a Model 2, um, or whatever you want to call it, a second edition Insight for, for the enthusiasts to go, oh, he's got an Insight. No, no, I wish I had one of them, because they look brilliant. But no, I drive a, a version 2, uh, which is 2010. Which, to be fair, you know, I bought it, because at the time it was the right car, blah, blah. I'm not going to go into the whole history of it. But, um yeah, it just seems a bit weird how how Toyota are banging out these um, these these adverts. I mean, I, I I know the advert you mean. I've seen the one where they're uh, where you've got the um, the charger covered in cobwebs. I remember yeah. seeing that on TV. Yeah. But it's it's it just seems a bit weird where they're trying to advertise an old technology today. Is it the fact that they've built absolutely tons of these maybe about five or ten years ago and they can't shift them quick enough, or is there something else more sinister, or is it just I don't know let, let their me, opinion? Who knows? Let, let
1: me be. Um let me just set something straight, I'm not here to, to knock hybrids, I think they're a great transition car for people going full electric um, I, I, I really do, I think they're fine, John's car's a great car what my, my issue is with Toyota's sort of aggressive marketing, their corporate strategy they're going down the mild hybrid route and they want to diss everything else and it's the negative angle they've gone instead of saying look how great our car is they've compared it to EVs and it, it's kind of a, we're better than you. Um, we've got the best idea for the way forward. And quite frankly, I don't like that confrontational, adversarial way of going about it.
0: No, I, I think that's a fair point to make, to be fair. I mean, a, a, car, a car is a car. Whatever it's powered by, it's a car. But the fact the fact that they kind of segregate... I don't know. It's like they're trying to knock a good thing. But what, what's happened is... You, you've got a
1: load of sort of prominent or uh, certainly popular... Uh, Twitter uh, EV drivers who every time they see a Toyota advert they pounce on it and start dissing it and and a lot of them <laughs> do it with good grace good humour they don't swear they do it with class there's a guy called Plug Seeker, and if you're listening Colin you know love your work he's a great guy and he always does it whenever he has you know a disagreement with anyone on Twitter it's always reasoned calm and measured and he's, he's been one of the guys who's like always pulling up Toyota, just trying to get them to outline the facts, and round they dodge and they weave. And I'm just printing off something that me and John have got in front of us now.
0: <coughs> it's a brilliant piece of work. I love it. I love I,
1: it. I apologise that I don't know what source it came from. I didn't wasn't really clear on the page I got it from. But basically someone's done a skit on a Toyota advert, and we've got the hashtag Stop the Self-Charging Lies. <laughs> And basically, if you want to read a couple of these out, John...
0: I think it's brilliant. Um, Obviously, you you won't be able to see it, but on the left-hand side is a nice, shiny, new Toyota, you know, pretty nice looking car as, as whatever you call it and it says at the top in big letters Toyota self-charging hybrid technology helping you feel like you're doing your bit for the cli- uh, you're doing your bit for climate change when actually you're just driving a petrol car and then underneath it goes on to talk about the highlights and, and the, the first two on here I think are great I mean the highlights you've got the 1.8 uh, 1.8 litre hybrid automatic engine Helps you pay roughly three times the price to drive the same distance as someone in an electric car or a plug-in hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> but the next one was my favourite one. Was the, uh, the um, Obviously, this is all just taken with a pinch of salt, but it's the Toyota Touch 2 Multimedia System. You think, oh, okay, what's this about? Allows you to deaden the sound of your petrol engine that is exclusively powering your <laughs> self-charging hybrid.
1: <laughs> and, then, and then they really go to task on it. Air-conditioning so you can blow petrol and diesel fumes on the faces of of your children,
0: <laughs> oh! But the, the best one. I oh, this. This one here. The, 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 the reversing camera, so you can watch your fossil fuel burn as you drive, and that—that that, to me, well, that was the best one out of the lot of them. But, but yeah, I mean, it's it's styled exactly like a, a huge, great uh, Toyota um, billboard advert that you see down the side of a motorway or roundabout, that kind of thing. From a distance, it looks like a Toyota advert, but you look at it, and it's obviously a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, it's a mock. It's a comedy mock, but it's it's brilliantly and tastefully done
1: so remember folks, use the hashtag stop the self-charging lies and uh, spread a little joy so I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'd also printed off uh, I've got a lengthy Reddit discussion here how why is it that things on the internet just go absolutely from crazy, it's just I think you get the point um, <laughs> Toyota, you really haven't done yourselves or your reputation any favour by going about it that way talk about your product, how good it is don't diss the competition. That's a very, very... That's day one sales training. Do not diss the competition.
0: Right, I'm just looking through something that um, spotted on Teslarati, which we've uh, which we printed out here. Um, yeah, uh, this is, this is the, um, the latest news from them, that uh, Teslas and other electric vehicles are now being banned from various drag racing strips uh, in the U.S., uh, well, are
1: they now? That's interesting. It's,
0: it's a bit. It's a bit weird to be frank, because I thought that um, the whole, um, y- you know, to, to, to those that like drag racing and the uh, sports and uh, uh, boat sports, that kind of thing, I thought the EVs' biggest thing in, in sport was meant to be the fact that they go from zero to a million in a snap of a finger. You know, they're, they're quick off the mark. In short, so you would have. I don't know. Personally, I, I'd expect that to be. Uh, uh, drag racing territory uh, an an EV but um apparently not. Oh, it's massive in America drag racing isn't it? It's a whole you know it's a whole Friday night
1: thing and I I've seen lots of YouTube videos of uh, of Teslas just
0: yeah you know,
1: there's cars that are worth 10 times the price of the Tesla doing the race and they just <laughs> Humble them, don't they? Paul?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, my, my first um, not experience wrong word, but the first time I ever saw an EV uh, being demonstrated for its um, for its acceleration time was a couple of years ago. Um, it was it was on Top Gear. It was the first of the new Top Gears. Um, those of you, uh, obviously, I imagine most of our listeners are going to be in Britain, are going to know what I'm on about. But um, but yeah, um, they was oh, that the one with Rory Reed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Basically, he took a Tesla and, and drove around the United States, and he was just testing, you know, uh, you know, doing a proper test of, of a car, if you like. Yeah. You know, how how far does it go? How long does it take to charge, and all this kind of stuff. And um, and near the end of the uh, the trip around the United States, he uh, he went to I don't know if it was a drag strip or whether it was just an organised road think race. It was or, a drag strip. Yeah. But but yeah, he was he was there, and you got all these massive, impressive-looking machines, you know, with back wheels the size of a small house, that kind of thing absolutely I don't know just just blowing fumes like you wouldn't believe but the most amount of power kicking out anyway you can see where this is going long story short he turned up with a Tesla I don't know which model it was um but uh yeah he just basically said right okay well who wants to race against me and they said ah yeah go on we'll we'll beat you and obviously they've not seen an EV um off the mark before And, and needless to say the Tesla just just floored it and gone in in no noise at all. It went so this drag racer was was pouring out smoke and tire screeching and everything, and this Tesla just literally went gone, yeah, and yeah. and it absolutely blew the socks off of him. And then they started, oh oh dear, okay, right, we're into competition here. Anyway, so this leads me up to the point I was I was going to make. Um, just took a long time getting there, but but EVs, this is their territory. If there's one good thing uh, that motor um, motorsports fans are probably going to want to. Well, pick up on you know, looking at the plus points of EVs, EVs rather. That, yet, like I said, they they go like hot poo off a shovel. If I'm going to self censor, but you know what I mean. You would have thought that drag racing strips would be ideal ground for them, but no, apparently not. In um, uh, this is the uh, this is just looking at the the printout I've got here. Yes, it's all uh, oh, credit to the Texas Motor Speedway where they've got obviously different um. Rules for different cars that are allowed on the strip, you know. Um, uh, Drag radials allowed in all classes. I don't even know what that means. But anyway, things like uh, drag slicks are outlawed. Uh, Sorry, they're allowed in outlaw and black smoke warrior divisions. Again, I have no idea what it means. But, you know, I guess it probably means something to drag racing um, uh, participants. Blah, 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 blah. Lots of smoke. Lots of uh, da, da, da. And then right at the bottom, electric vehicles are not allowed. Just in very... Blunt, obvious, thou shalt not enter with an EV. Oh, and I've
1: picked up up on this is Texas, is it? And
0: what's Texas famous for, John? Uh, Oh, I couldn't possibly say. Um, um, Texas instruments, calculators, yes, Yes. calculators. Yeah, lots Uh, of oil. That and oil, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and
1: interesting, I, I, I don't suppose a Tesla would be allowed to enter a black smoke warrior division anyway. There's not much smoke coming out of a Tesla, is there?
0: Yeah, that, that, uh, yeah. Um, f- that's, that's a whole other conversation. But there are people who actively tune their, their, um, their, their fossil-fuelled motors to kick out as much black soot as possible. And to be frank, I, I, I'd rather, I don't know... I'd, I'd rather not.
1: So, well. how do, how do <laughs> they justify this, then, John? What, 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 how do they justify? Um, it?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it says on here. Uh, again, a reading. I'm just just briefly going over what I've got printed in front of me here from from uh, Tizzlerati, uh, uh, qu- uh, quoting here. Uh, the reason for the exclusion is in the event of a crash and possible resulting fire, our emergency services currently do not carry the specific equipment required to suppress EV fires. Um oh dear <coughs> oh, dear. oh dear. That, that that I'm going to have to stick the parental advisory sticker on the front of this podcast. A bit of a cough there. <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, it's um in a way you can kind of see their point. Maybe they're just being worried about it and you're not know people are like for stirring up worrying okay, and so that kind of stuff. But if there is any threat to their very way of life, something different comes along, get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what it, it looks it's like. It's not me. as
1: if there's any other dangers around. there, like cars full of combustible fuel, for example.
0: You know, it's no, 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 exa- exactly that. I mean, I mean, I I've mentioned before. I watch Formula One, and you see uh, problems when uh, Formula One cars catch fire. Um, not so much nowadays, obviously, but previously, when they when fuel catches fire, you know when fuel catches fire, especially when it's petrol. But but a battery. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen a battery on fire, but I imagine. It wouldn't go up in a huge, great tower, inferno of of flames that maybe liquid fuel would. Uh, Who knows? But, yeah, it just seems like a bit of a cop-out, really. Yes, there is going to be a fire. And the
1: fact that it's Texas, you know. (laughs) I I bet in California, where um, there are obviously um, probably a lot more Teslas. I wonder, I I would imagine, I may be wrong, I would imagine that they, they probably do allow
0: Teslas. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what? I, I'm probably going to see if I can make that one of my one of my things. If, if I win £100 million on the lottery, however much they, they play for now, I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to build a drag strip exclusively for EVs. Just but, just to see what comes out of it, you know. I might have three people a year turn up, I might have none. But it exists.
1: But can you imagine? It's like, you know, it's uh, it's, I don't know, Downtown Leeds, just just picking a city out, and yeah, they start applying these rules to all the street races. <laughs> all the kids are there; they've got the souped up. Uh, I nearly said Vauxhall Novas and, and showed my age, your age again. Now. <laughs> The Souped up Corsas and Astras and what have you, and uh, and some guy comes along and he's got a Nissan Leaf with uh, with a bit of Westwood and a bit of Dan Prodigy bouncing out the speakers, <laughs> and he pulls up, and the lads uh, they turn around the baseball caps and say. Sorry, mate. You can't play.
0: <laughs> just a quick question: Have you ever driven in Leeds? You do realize the entire city just moves at no more than twenty miles an hour. Having any kind of street racing, Leeds well, I was should be a, applauded. Thinking more of a th- <laughs> three a.m. kind of thing, you know, on <laughs> on some some
1: far flung uh, retail park.
0: <laughs> I just got to quickly add, by the way, I do not condone street racing on public roads. No, don't do it. It was a joke. Okay,
1: don't do it, kids. <laughs> in
0: case anyone starts going legal on me
1: but you can play Prodigy if, you're money, sadly, if you've had permission to do that I completely endorse but that only loudly so we're just thinking about wrapping up folks and uh, I just wanted to say I had an interesting email in my inbox this morning I just want that this place deserves some love really um, in Milton Keynes which is, is known as the sort of charging hub of the UK they have lots and lots of charges there and it was trialled as a city with all the charges and uh, it, it It is a fantastic place to be if you've got an EV. Um, But in in Milton Keynes Shopping Centre there, they've got um, a place called the EV Experience Centre. Have you heard of that one, John? Uh,
0: Very briefly, I've heard of it a couple of years ago, I admit, but um, never anything more since, but I'm not down there very often.
1: Well, what they they do there, and they have these, uh, they call them EV gurus, and they're just friendly people, and they've got a number of EVs in the little shop forecourt, and they've got some outside in the car park. And basically, they, they they have no agenda. They're not working for a deal. They're not really selling anything. They're educating people about EVs, and and they allow people to, to book and have a free 20-minute test drive in a range of EVs.
0: Ah, right. Yes, that'll be why I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good
1: idea. That. I, I went down there myself to see what it was all about, and I drove an i3 last year, and I was just... I'd never driven one. I wanted to try the i3 very impressed with it by the way folks you know it's uh we make jokes about bmw drivers but really i'd love an i3 <laughs> shh,
0: shh, don't but tell um
1: that. <laughs> so and, and also they're higher evs out i think for a week um, maybe maybe a little longer than that but the idea is that people try them for a week for about know, 80 to 100 pound um but uh, you know these people actually, they're doing something different that's they've that, not got an
0: agenda that's not but 80 to 100 pound yeah. To hire a car for a week. It's not bad. It costs me more than that to hire one on holiday, and that's not an EV. Yeah, and I apologise again. <laughs> I'm not a big one for
1: fact-checking, as you've probably all gathered already. But uh, <laughs> um, I know it's there or thereabouts. Got
0: better things to do at that time. <laughs> but,
1: um, like I said, I just thought they, they're now just turning two years old. And I think I'm just fantastic. Um, loving what you do. There should be more of it. And um, I just wanted to to give them a, a bit of love.
0: I think it's a great idea. It's um, it's it's almost like I mean I, I don't know very much about the place other than what you've told me, but it sounds like that someone's basically taking it of their own uh, volition, if that's the word, to to just to to put something out there. I mean, it's the kind of thing where maybe you'd expect um, BMW car dealerships, maybe they should be doing something like that, you know, obviously with their own cars, if you like, but hey, want to try our new our new i3 or whatever it is at the time, um, you know, hire one for a week or borrow one for 20 minutes, that kind of thing. It's almost like they're doing the EV sales people's jobs for them, not that there are EV salesmen, but you know what I mean it's but,
1: You make a good point there John, there's a lot uh, one of the biggest criticisms of a lot of people looking to buy an EV is that some of the dealers don't have the staff trained and the, there's not always the knowledge uh, and mm. you know, there are exceptions to this, I'm not going to tar all dealers with the same brush, but there are a heck of a lot of dealers out there that could do a lot better in training some of their staff
0: yeah, I think the problem is is, is what well, generally speaking, it's it's new, isn't it? Really, I mean, fuel, petrol fuel cars, diesel fuel cars have been around for what a couple hundred years, probably. I don't know, but EVs, relatively speaking, you know, you're talking two thousand onwards is when they started really being main place. That's probably why, you know. People know cars. People are born and growing up around cars. They know what cars are like. And then the electric ones are still rather new. So I don't know. Maybe it's just hesitancy. Maybe it's just, just uncertainty. But yeah, and you I'm, can kind of see why.
1: I'm sure that's going to be addressed.
0: But I just hmm. I thought
1: these guys deserve some love. Two year birthday. Absolutely. Well done, guys. You've certainly got our
0: respect. Yeah, that's the Electric Vehicle Experience Centre in Milton Keynes. Uh, they've
1: got a great website. You can find them on. And uh, just wanted to talk about EV meets, and we talked earlier on about EV clubs, camaraderie, I've mentioned a lot of the EV community in the earlier part of this podcast, and um, I just wanted to say that um, there's lots of EV meets coming up in your area, Um, we've got the big one, EVs in the park, 24th of August, and uh, Craig picked me up on the fact that I'd said that I thought tickets were about sold, Um, they probably are now, to be fair, but... uh, (laughs) there were still spaces left so yeah
0: apparently i think they're only limited by the size of the field and being that that field is absolutely humongous it's about probably a couple of miles square to sell out we'd have to do extremely like, well i
1: think craig said <laughs> there's some space slots for 300 cars but uh, he's all over twitter there's a website it look for Vs in the park on twitter if you've got any questions have a look on the website as well i'm sure that's got updates so that's the big one that's the big meeting but Again, we we're talking about camaraderie and clubs. Just about all the clubs up and down have got meets going on. Uh, Sussex EVs on the eleventh of August. Hampshire EVs thirty first of August, South West on the eighth of September, Norfolk the twenty second, Kent the 29th. just to mention some. Now, if you're in any of those areas and that you've I've just picked your attention, drop me an email on Yorkshire EV Club at gmail.com we don't currently have a meeting in the pipeline but we will have after August and um, any area that you want to know about I'll be happy to find you all the relevant information on that and send it to you or get us on Twitter we're on Twitter at at EVYorkshire happy to put you in touch with people in your area if you want to find out more and let's point out that these EV meets aren't just for EV drivers they want people to come along to learn they'll educate you Uh, And you get to sit and look at an EV if you haven't got really under the skin of one. You know these people are welcoming
0: and friendly. They have cake, good cake, I'm told. Cake, Um, I'm sold. (laughs) (laughs) Just, uh, just a quick mention of the website as well. We, um, I think this this week just gone. We've just, uh, well, we got we've got got a web domain, uh, got a website in production on the um, uh, on the the internet. It's amazing this internet thing, isn't it? But yes, uh, YorkshireEVClub.co.uk. There's just a holding page there at the moment, but obviously the more we talk about EVs and all that kind of stuff, we're going to probably be filling a, a bit of detail on there as well so in the future you know where to go good thing about the holding page it's got links ex- to all of our social media Instagram will
1: be on there shortly as well um, so you can just use that as a, as a click to, to all of the other places just a reminder podcast currently going to be on SoundCloud and YouTube but we are working on all of the all of the others and I
0: think that's it that's, that's goodbye from me Darren and goodbye from me thank you very much for listening bye bye now